Wow, it's been a busy day at the salon. What can I say? It's all thanks to my top-notch hairstyling talent. Ta-da! What did you do to my hair? Platinum blonde is the current trend, ma'am. I, I asked for brown! How can I go to school looking like this? Ugh, she has no eye for beauty. <sighs> but, oh no, this dumb machine. <sighs> At least it's not completely burned. Were you dosing off while cutting my hair? Give us our money back now! Money? I've only worked here for a week. How am I supposed to pay them back? Ask my parents? No way. I, the beautiful Olivia, had declared in front of them that I hated school and would build my own career through my passion for hairstyling, not with any of those boring books. So, I left my hometown and got a job at this fancy hair salon in the big city. I would prove to my parents that I could actually earn money with my talent. Ugh! But now my boss was going berserk at me. Oh, dearie me. There's no need to make a fuss over such a measly amount of money. I shall pay for it on her behalf. I turned around and, wow, it was this graceful-looking middle-aged woman. Her outfit, hairstyle, and manners all screamed elegance and luxury. Pretty girl, I can see that you have a keen eye for beauty. The only thing you're missing is an experienced mentor's guidance, and I happen to know someone. I can't believe it. Mr. Fullington, the world's number one hairstylist, was going to be my mentor. Of course, it's all thanks to this awesome lady. Oh, wait. Mom. I should call her mom now, as she's just adopted me. She must have taken a liking to me, seeing how determined I was, pursuing my passion despite all hardship. She and her husband are millionaires, who couldn't have children, so, yeah, they decided to take me in. Man, this is the best thing to happen to me... ever! Olivia, school isn't the only way to success. With your talent, the road can be much shorter. My foster parents are so kind. Just look at this room! I feel like a princess. Just look at this gigantic bed, satin sheets, and walk-in closet. Better still, they even arranged for a makeup artist and a stylist to spend all day helping me look fabulous. The rich kid's life sure was sweet. I was so immersed in all of it that I almost forgot the main reason why I agreed to do this. The hairstyling course with Mr. Fullington. Mom, Dad, I know that you're both very busy, but I've been waiting so long. Has Mr. Fullington forgot about our appointment? Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry, but he's been sick, so his schedule has all been put off till next month. Don't worry, darling. In the meantime, why don't you try attending some fancy parties on our behalf? It's a good chance to expand your social circle and learn how to make money from all the best. Oh, that sounds pretty good. If I could make lots of money, then my parents would have to take me seriously and stop their stupid go-back-to-school demands. As soon as I arrived at the party, all these new friends gathered around and complimented on how beautiful I looked. The rich guys went crazy for me too. I instantly became the center of attention. This one guy called Bruce introduced himself as the son of the CEO to the top media corporation in the US. Olivia, that exquisite face of yours was made for the big screen. You should play the leading role in our new movie. Oh, acting? I'd never thought about it before. Hmm. Walking down the red carpet and posing in front of hundreds of cameras did sound appealing. It's worth a try, right? I was still stunned at Bruce's offer when I felt something cool on my finger. Oh my gosh, a sparkly red diamond ring? William, heir to the Geogems Limited. Pleasure to meet you, Olivia. Please consider this my greeting gift. 
and this continued all evening until I couldn't hold any more stuff. Flowers from Justin, a jewelry set from Andrew, a perfume collection from Antony, and this watch from... Jeez, I couldn't remember anymore. I was trying to slip away when a handsome guy blocked me. You're stunning, Olivia. Can I see you tomorrow? A date? I didn't even know him. No, no. What a pity. I'm meeting my old friends at West High tomorrow. Sorry, it's not that I'm picky or anything, but dating can't be that easy, right? Phew, finally home. What an eventful evening. Just then, I got a call from Minnie, my best friend. Minnie told me that some mean girls at school were spreading rumors that I stole money from my parents, then packed up and ran away. Okay then, let them tittle-tattle. Tomorrow, I'll show those meanies who's the real deal. Yay, it's so nice to see Minnie again. We immediately chatted non-stop about all kinds of things. Then suddenly, the hyenas appeared with the same sarcastic tone as usual. Wow, counterfeit goods are so well made these days. You know, your supposedly Birkin bag is extremely rare. There's only five of those on Earth, right? Busted! How much do supercar hourly rentals and bodyguards cost nowadays, little Miss Showoff? Minnie was going to defend me, but I stopped her. No need to waste time arguing with these people. <laughs> I then grasped Minnie's hand to leave, but look, Olivia! I looked up. There was an airplane flying at very close range, and it was writing something? O-L-I-V... The white smoke actually spelled out my name! I've only seen this in movies! I gasped in shock as the plane landed, and stepping out of the cockpit was... The guy at the party last night, Nathan. Turns out, he was the youngest pilot in America, and wanted to impress me with this grand gesture after being rejected yesterday. Flying in the sky is my passion. And, Olivia, I want to be your personal pilot, taking you wherever you want. Oh my goodness, I don't know what was better. Having a rich, handsome guy going out of his way to impress me, or seeing the astonished looks on my fake friends' faces. Ah. <sighs> Such thrilling days like this should have made me happy, right? But sitting among this mountain of expensive gifts, I couldn't shake this uneasy feeling. Being the center of smitten eyes and receiving countless compliments and gifts was cool and all, but Minnie's words awakened me. Olivia, do you think they really are generous enough to give you all this without asking for anything in return? No, I shouldn't accept these pricey items. I was putting them all back in their boxes to return them when my foster mom walked in. Oh no, darling! Returning gifts is considered very insulting in our society. <sighs> the world of the rich is so complicated. So I listened to her and dismissed the idea of returning those presents. But I should still return the favor, right? So I agreed to meet some of them. The first person must be the one who impressed me the most, Nathan the pilot. His airplane hangar was where we had our first date. I couldn't find anything bad about Nathan, but we just didn't click. He kept on rambling about planes, which model each was, how hard it was for him to get them, blah, 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 while I had no interest in any of this. The next guy, William, was even worse. He not only invited me, but also dozens of other beautiful girls. He even gave each girl a gemstone from his collection. A true player, so obviously a skip. Bruce was easier to talk to, but I soon realized that he had a problem. 
This set of glassware was custom made by the most skillful craftsman in Switzerland. It's yours if you like. Oh, wait. I'll have someone bring them over later. Look at this beautiful painting. Wouldn't it be perfect in your bedroom? Ah, but it's too big for you to carry home. I'll send it over later. What about my leading role in the movie you mentioned? <laughs> I almost forgot. But, Olivia, acting is not as easy as you think. Besides, the entertainment industry is really toxic. Please just be my princess, okay? See? He kept promising me the world and then... nothing. What a boastful, stingy liar. I didn't like any of these guys, so I must return their expensive gifts. But as soon as I carried the boxes out of the room, my foster mom stopped me. My silly Olivia, why are you so concerned about this? To them, these things are merely a drop in the ocean. But if you feel uncomfortable, I'll keep them out of sight for you. Giving them back will bring shame to our family. And you don't want that, do you? Alright, that seemed like the best solution. My foster parents had been so nice to me, I shouldn't cause them any trouble. But a few days later, I discovered that they had secretly used my phone to ask Bruce for more presents. He thought I was angry, so he promised me a huge surprise tomorrow. It's weird. Why did they do that? They're as rich as Bruce's family, aren't they? I asked them why, and turned out my foster parents just wanted to test Bruce, as he seemed to be the most persistent in pursuing me, but had not shown his sincerity. Early next morning, I received a call from Bruce, saying that he'd sent someone over with a luxurious car, and reminded me about our date tonight. Wait, an entire car? That's too much this time! I was about to tell him to keep it when my foster father rushed in, saying that my parents were seriously ill. Oh gosh. I quickly hung up the phone and immediately went back to my hometown. Dear God, please protect my parents. Surprisingly, my mom opened the door looking perfectly fine, and there was Dad as healthy as can be watching TV. Ah, <sighs> thank goodness. My foster dad must have made a mistake. It's been a while since I was home, so I decided to stay the night. And as we were having some family time, I got another call from Bruce. Oh no, I forgot to cancel our date. And now he's at the mansion waiting for me. The problem was, Bruce couldn't find his sports car anywhere and kept on making a fuss about it. I tried calling my foster parents to resolve this, but I couldn't contact them the whole evening. The morning after, I returned to the mansion to find strangers going in and out. Um, what are you all doing? Hi. We're moving in. Great to meet you, neighbor. It's such a catch to find a good place like this up for rent at reasonable prices. Right in the local newspaper, am I right? For rent? No, no, no. What on earth is going on? I rushed into my foster parents' bedroom, but it was empty. Even the gifts they said they'd keep for me were all gone. They left without a trace, as if they were running away. What? Did your partners in crime leave you? Now don't you dare deny it, you fraud! What did he say? Partners in crime? Fraud? I tried explaining to him how I wanted to return all the gifts I received, but he wouldn't believe me. He threatened to call the cops if he didn't get his car back. Oh no, no way that's gonna happen. All I could do was beg Bruce to give me some time. This is the home of our town's famous sheriff. He's the only person who could help me, but all I got was, I'm sorry, but I'm retired. You're gonna have to ask someone else. What to do now? I was freaking out when, out of nowhere, no need for my dad. This is a piece of cake. I can give you a hand. 
I turned around to see a guy leaning on the door with a cold, arrogant look, and his arms crossed. Who is this guy? Can he really help me? We'll see. Wow, Alan really took the risk and invested a lot in this. A sports car, a mansion, expensive trips, and even this huge event. I have to admit, he looks quite handsome being all dressed up. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Alan, yep, the sheriff's son, is playing the rich heir of a big corporation chasing after a beautiful young lady, which is me. However, I didn't expect things would turn out so real. Alan's pursuit of me even made it on the local news. You guys must be curious how someone who's not a millionaire did this. Well, Alan convinced Bruce to fund our plan. He was hesitant at first, but he soon realized that this was the only way to catch the frauds and get his stuff back, so reluctantly he agreed. Alan is indeed a genius, and his well-thought-out strategy quickly got the fish hooked. We were making headlines everywhere, and I finally received a text from my so-called foster mom. At first, she was just asking how I was doing, and talked about how busy they were with overseas projects, until today. Olivia, how's it going with that mysterious millionaire boyfriend of yours? He seems willing to give you anything. So you will consider him, won't you, darling? As expected, these money-hungry crooks wouldn't let it slide once they heard millionaire. So I replied to her that my rich man was treating me well, and wanted to throw an extravagant feast this weekend to officially announce our relationship. And I hoped my parents could put off their business trip and come join us. Tonight was the night. Gosh, I was so nervous, as my mom didn't reply to that message of mine. Will they show up, or did they sense something was off? While I was super nervous, Alan came to me and held my hand real tight. Don't worry, Olivia. Everything will work out as planned. My, my. What is this feeling? It's undeniable that I always feel so safe being with Alan. The party finally began. Alan proposed to me with this rare, precious surrenderbite gem on a ring, which is one of the only three existing in the whole world. Everyone started buzzing. Alan's acting was so perfect, from his eye contact to the words he said, that I couldn't help but feel butterflies in my stomach. I... I do. When the party was over and all the guests left, I received a call from my foster mom telling me to go to the back gate. As predicted, they offered to keep the engagement ring for me. Drop the act, frauds! The two were still processing what was happening when the cops barged in and arrested them. It worked! Can't believe I've successfully tricked these notorious scammers! <laughs> what about my car? My Bugatti? Where is it? Oh, I almost forgot the main sponsor for this perfect plan! Without him, we definitely couldn't pull this off. Our stingy millionaire Bruce Dillon. I bet there hasn't been a single day gone by that he didn't think about his missing gifts, huh? <laughs> that reminds me. This sparkling, precious ring, too. I quickly took it off, passed it to Alan, and told him to give it back to Bruce. But the minute the surrenderbite ring left my finger, Alan put on something else. Oh my god, another ring? Your role as a millionaire's girlfriend may be over, but will you be a girlfriend to an ordinary guy like me, Olivia? Yes! A million times yes! After all this mess, I now realize that I've still got a lot of learning to do. So I've decided to listen to my parents and finish school. Turns out, if I really paid attention in class, it's actually pretty interesting. And Minnie is still my amazing BFF. 
who let me have free reign to experiment on her hair. And of course, this cute future detective too. Babe, time to change your hairstyle. Hi guys, I'm Rachel, but you can just call me Ray. My story is about how our family came to live on an island. And we lived there all alone, we thought. It all started on a normal Friday night. My dad had a family meeting. In the living room, my parents, me, and my dim-witted brother, Jack. Dad proudly declared, I've worked hard and finally saved the right amount for my dream. My brother asked, how much did it add up to? $300 million. Dad proudly replied. We all whistled in amazement. Well, I should tell you that my dad had started his own stationery company when he was young, working and saving all his life. So when I realized where he was going, I exclaimed, please don't tell me you bought it after all. My father interrupted my pathetic cry. I bought an island and we're moving. No! I was only 16 years old. And you must understand, I had my life all set up. School, friends, a boyfriend I was secretly in love with. I didn't want to change anything. So when Dad sent us packing, I protested. But Mom reassured me a little. Ray, it's summer. We'll live there for a bit. You'll love it. Mom, that's ridiculous. What island? But it's Daddy's dream. He cares about us. Give him a chance. I puffed up like that spiny fish, showing my displeasure, but still went to my room to pack my bags. In the morning, our whole family was on the pier, waiting for the boat. Instead of a beautiful yacht, came a cargo ship. All of us climbed aboard. Dad walked past the huge containers and narrated, this is where we keep our groceries. I only took the ones that don't spoil quickly. He pointed to the next one. Here are the building materials. That's when my dumb brother decided to get involved. He pointed to the largest container and yelled, And this is where all of Rachel's clothes are, right? Dad and my brother laughed. At that moment, I felt the ship move. It took us two whole days to get to the island. By the way, it turned out that my brother Jack gets seasick. So I had fun watching him suffer. So what? He makes fun of me. Well, finally, we made it. Huge containers were stacked right on the shore. And a little further away, my Robinson daddy decided to set up a camp. All day long, we were setting up bungalows. And at some point, I got so bored, I said, I'm going for a walk around the island. Daddy wanted to say something to me, but Mom said I needed to be alone. In fact, I wanted to call my friend Shelly and complain to her. I wandered around the island looking for a place where I could get a signal, but no luck. And then I saw the highest mountain. As I mustered my strength, I decided to climb it. It wasn't easy, and I crawled on all fours for the last hundred meters. After catching my breath, I took out my phone but there was still no signal. I rushed around the mountaintop, but all in vain. We were cut off from the outside world. Suddenly, I stepped on something soft and hot. I jerked my foot away sharply. There were embers from a fire, and it seemed as if it was still burning not long ago. An extraordinary thought crossed my mind. If someone made a fire, then we're not alone here after all. 
and at the same moment, I heard some rustling in the bushes. I screamed like a lunatic. I rushed off this mountain. I didn't stop until I got to camp. My mother met me at our camp. What happened? After such a marathon, I could barely get it out. There's someone else on the island. Dad and my brother just laughed. Dad said, of course there are, rodents and birds, but no one besides them. Dad didn't even want to listen to me, which made me very angry. Soon it got dark, and after dinner, we all went to bed, but we didn't get much sleep. I was awakened by a wrestling noise. I decided to check it out. I didn't want to wake up my family, well, they wouldn't believe me anyway. I switched on the flashlight on my phone and went to explore. The sound was coming from the shore, from where the containers with our things were. As I got closer, I saw that one of the doors was open. I took a rock and threw it inside. There was a loud, ouch! After that, someone's shadow ran out of the container. I could have sworn it was a human. It ran into the bushes. I rushed after it. But as I was making my way through the bushes, I lost the thief. Now I knew for sure we were not alone. After closing the container, I headed back to camp. In the morning, I told my brother what had happened during the night. You must have seen a monkey, he answered. The only monkey here is you. Oh, you probably crawled in there yourself last night to get something to eat. Ah, shut up and help me catch the thief. All right, there's nothing else to do here anyway, my brother agreed. I took a stick and scribbled a drawing of a trap in the sand. We spent the evening making it. And when we were done, we high-fived each other. Jack proudly declared, Here, now when the thief opens the door, the net will shoot at him and we'll get him. Then my brother and I hid in the bushes and waited. Well, truth be told, Jack fell asleep very quickly, leaving me alone on guard duty. Suddenly, I saw the same figure creep up to the container door. He opened the door, hiding behind it like a shield. The net shot out and fell to the ground. The thief, as if nothing had happened, made his way inside, like he knew about the trap. I yelled loudly to frighten the thief, and then I rushed towards him. The burglar, however, tripped me. I stumbled and flew inside the box. I tried to get out, but he slammed the door. The goddamn thief outplayed me and wiped me out. I started pounding on the door, hoping someone would hear me, and it worked. A minute later, the door was opened by my satisfied brother. I shouted, what are you so happy about? We missed him. You missed him, I didn't. There was a thief lying in the sand, tangled in the net. My brother managed to catch him. We got closer. The thief started growling and kicking. When we got a closer look, we realized that it was a girl and she was our age. Jack said, we got a savage. You're a savage. Get me out of here, shouted the thief. We were shocked that she could talk. All right, but promise me you won't run away, I said. The girl reluctantly nodded. Freeing herself from the net, she shook herself off and said, I'm Erica. How did you end up on the island? Jack asked. Erica sighed and told us her story. Erica's father wanted to send her to study in Switzerland, but the girl didn't want to. She stole her father's sailboat to punish him, but she got caught in a storm. The girl fell overboard and lost consciousness, and then she woke up on the island. That was three months ago, maybe more, Erica added. Jack and I both whistled. But why didn't you come to us in the first place? What if you're slave traders or cannibals? She added, 
I want to go home. When are you sailing off? Tomorrow? The day after tomorrow? But my brother intervened. But we're not planning to leave. My father bought this island. What? But I thought... Erica cried. She turned around and ran into the jungle. My brother wanted to chase after her, but I stopped him. In the morning, we told our parents everything. Mom was silent, and Dad started laughing again. But to everyone's surprise, Erica walked into the bungalow. Dad was abruptly silent. Erica asked in a commanding voice, A ship with provisions ought to be coming to you. When? Father answered confusedly, At the end of the summer. Erica was upset, and she sat down next to us. She snatched the chocolate from Jack's hands and swallowed it whole. Jack didn't like that and called Erica a slob. The girl, of course, was offended. So she went to the beach. I decided to talk to her. Erica was, after all, surviving on the island on her own. She's a girl from a rich family. She is probably struggling here. In the sunlight, I was able to get a better look at Erica. She did look like a savage. That's when I realized I knew what could cheer any girl up. I ran back to my room and got a little backpack. And then I handed it to her. Erica was surprised and opened the bag. When she saw what was inside, her eyes lit up with happiness. She shouted, Real shampoo and cream, even makeup. Yes, this is my gift to you. She hugged me so hard that my bones cracked. After getting the backpack, Erica ran off into the jungle again. She didn't show up until the evening. My brother was eating soup when she came in. Erica looked gorgeous. Long, silky hair, makeup. Jack even dropped his plate of hot soup in astonishment. My brother jumped up and started pacing around the bungalow. After making sure he was all right, we all shared a good laugh. Jack was no longer rude to our guest. He spent the whole evening wooing her and trying to give her something to eat. He seemed to have a crush on her. But Erica didn't reciprocate my brother's feelings. She still remembered how Jack had insulted her. The summer was coming to an end, and Dad was starting to get tired. He admitted that his idea of living on the island was quite silly. Now we were all counting down the days together when the ship would arrive. One day, Erica was teaching Jack and me how to fish. Jack asked the girl, So, how do you throw a spear properly? Erica giggled and said to me, Ray, will you show him? I swung and threw the spear in my brother's direction. The spear landed right next to his leg. The guy yelled, Are you sick? Were you trying to kill me? I grabbed the spear and pulled it out of the water. There was a fish fluttering on the tip of the spear. I missed because I was aiming for you, I told Jack with a sneer. Suddenly, Erica pointed her hand somewhere in the distance and yelled, The ship! Ship! We turned around. There was a ship heading towards the island. The three of us ran to warn our parents. A few hours later, we were already loading our belongings on board. Of course, it was Erica who was the happiest of all. She kept rushing us. Come on! What are you doing? Hurry up! We were all ready for twilight. Erica and I stood on the deck and admired the stars. But it was Jack who spoiled the moment. He got seasick again and dumped everything he'd eaten at dinner overboard. Well, this time I felt a little sorry for him. Two days later, we were already in port. A black limousine was also parked there. A man who looked a lot like the rich man from Monopoly got out of it. Erica ran toward him. They hugged each other. It was her father. Don't ever run away from me again. 
he said with tears in his eyes. Not unless you send me to another country, Erica answered, also with tears in her eyes. I promise. Erica and her dad got into the limo and the car took off. Now tears were running down my cheeks. She left without even saying goodbye. But the limo turned around. Erica jumped out of it and hugged each of us, even Jack. To me, she said, Did you really think I was going to leave like this? And she hugged me tight again. She handed me a card with a number on it. Call me. Let's go to the movies this weekend, said my new friend. I'll definitely call, I smiled. Can I come with you? asked Jack. We'll think about it, Erica and I said at the same time. Anyway, it ended well. Erica mended her relationship with her father, our dad went back to business, and I met my best friend. How did you meet your best friend? Write it in the comments. Like this video, and make sure you subscribe to the channel. Bye! I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, uh, I was late. Again! Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit my shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and... That's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide, but she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a Medal of Valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend. And David Guetta DJed. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. <laughs> how snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused, but fortunately I dragged him away before they busted us. 
I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on her front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? Need a hand to make up with cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. <laughs> right. Hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then! Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids. This place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting now and you're barely even a to yourself. No offense though. What, what did, did you, you say? say? <laughs> Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole, but it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day, but not anymore. Guess he's been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. <sighs> I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name. But I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy. But nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me! And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. Ugh. Then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. 
Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was my car having two flat tires. The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did! Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. <laughs> you got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there, frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but... Jesus Christ! Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, when I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad. That checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY. I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh, snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier-than-thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission, approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. 
But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started sobbing? I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just the name. And it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart -heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another. So I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him. But Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one-month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please, look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, cause there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley. And you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to god, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And, of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? <laughs> Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary Jesus and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait... What? And you're right, I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off-limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you. But hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you, and, um... Will you go on a date with me? 
Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me. 